Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Magic Podcast. My name is Philip Rossman Reich. I am the editor of Orlando Magic Daily. Today is June 27th, 2016, and we are in the drafter math. Sorry, I had to go with that pun. I was I was I was working on that all weekend. But uh, obviously, the Orlando things have begun to settle down. Uh, I was at the Amway Center last night for for the WWE event, and yes, Victor Oladipo's cutout is gone. Uh, he's been removed from a lot of different things around the building, and it's it's a little sad. I won't I won't lie. I like Victor too, but things have begun to calm down. People have begun to look at this at at what happened with the Magic. Uh, this past week and and what uh, what it all means. I mean, what what does it all mean? And that's I think what we're going to talk about throughout the podcast today here on the Locked On Magic podcast. Uh, I did an article on Orlando Magic Daily talking about the cap effect of the deal, so I'll, I'll go into a little bit of that, and then I'll also ask the big question of what comes next for the Magic. But this week, with free agency beginning on Friday or Friday, I think it's Friday, beginning on Friday, um, and the Magic. Looking at looking at a big free agency where they have a lot of cap room, they have a lot of things that they need to get done. Throughout the week, we're going to be focusing uh, on the site and as well on the podcast on each position uh, for free agency and what the Magic have to do. And, and I think we have to start today with the big one, and that's the small forward position. I think it's no secret that the Magic have a hole at the small forward position. When you look at the lineup currently, if, if you're going to project a starting lineup for this Magic, Alfred Payton plays point guard. Good young player, uh, obviously still got some room for develop, development, but not, not someone that you need to necessarily give up on unless a clearly better option presents itself. Uh, you got Evan Fournier at shooting guard. He's obviously a restricted free agent. Uh, probably going to be re-signed, so I, I think he's pretty locked in at, at the two-guard position. Can play three sometimes, but I think we saw last year uh, that he does have some struggles uh, at that position as well. Um, small forward's a question mark. Right now, we have Aaron Gordon penciled in, and I don't know if he's really a small forward or not. Um, he's, he, if he's improved his shot, and he certainly looked like he improved his shot in that dunk video that he did where he switched a half-court shot and then grabbed the rebound and windmilled it, windmilled it all in one motion. Uh, if he's improved his shot, he could pro- possibly be the three, and it, it's very possible that the Magic felt comfortable doing this deal because they saw, they, they've seen what Aaron Gordon's doing and have checked in on him enough and said, we, we believe in him enough that he can take this position. But based on last year, I think he's a better fit at the four, so I'm not quite comfortable with, with the small forward position as it stands. Uh, Mario Azonia is obviously, I just don't think he's ready to take that step up, and so maybe bringing in a small forward, maybe bringing in someone that can kind of hold that position down until Mario is ready is certainly in order. At power forward, right now you have Serge Ibaka. I think Aaron Gordon can fill that role too. Uh, Ibaka is the new guy, obviously going to be kind of a center point of this offense as it looks like now. Uh, and so that's concerning, in some, that's concerning in its own respect, but it's also kind of the reality. And then Nikola Vucevic at center. So I think a big focus for the Magic in this offseason, in this free agency period, is the same that it kind of was with Victor Oladipo, to be honest. They need someone that can kind of create his own shot. They need someone who has some good length on the perimeter so they can they can employ some switching and they can play still maintain some strong defensive principles. And they 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 need some size. I mean, Evan Fournier was good, and, and I think this is a question that we'll ask a little bit more um, as the week goes on too, whether Evan Fournier can be a long-term small forward. And while I think he was successful there uh, on offense, I think he struggled on defense, especially against bigger forwards. And so this is a focus. If, if I had to pick where the Magic are going to really focus their free agency search, it's got to be on the small forward position. 
So who's available at the small forward position? I think most people will point to some of the obvious, obvious names that Magic fans have been talking about. Harrison Barnes from the Golden State Warriors and Chandler Parsons of the Dallas Mavericks. The Magic have been connected with Parsons for a long time now. Uh, he obviously grew up in Orlando, grew up a Magic fan, uh, went to Florida. So he's got connections to the city, and, and whether that's important or not, we'll see. And I think that, uh, and there's certainly some concern with him coming home and, and having all that pressure on him. But, but the Magic have been connected to him since February. Uh, the, uh, Tim McMahon of, the Dallas, of uh, ESPN Dallas reported in February the Mavericks were concerned the Magic were the main threat to sign Chandler Parsons away. Uh, they, they believe that they're going to go after him. And, and Parsons, obviously, a good shooter, has been a good secondary player. The question is, can he take a step up? Can he, can he become more of a primary option in an offense? Or, or I mean, is this Magic offense going to be able to share the ball enough to, and spread the ball around enough to, to have a bunch of different options to kind of be that, that laissez-faire team that, that everyone contributes something to and there is no one star? Uh, there are concerns about Parsons' knee. Uh, he's had some had some injury issues. He's coming off an injury issue now. Uh, he missed the playoffs because of it, and so there are certainly some questions about Chandler Parsons. But you know, he made fifteen million dollars last year. He's due for a raise. He's probably, possibly, maybe going to get a max contract from someone, and so that may just be the cost of doing business uh, for the Magic if if they're looking to get him. Uh, the other big small forward option is Harrison Barnes. He's a restricted free agent. But a lot of people are expecting teams to, to push max contracts his way and make Golden State make a decision, especially early in the offseason when the Golden State Warriors are going to be trying to get Kevin Durant. So this is a really, really interesting guy. I'm not a huge fan. He's obviously got a lot of talent. He's fit well into what Golden State does. But he's a good shooter. I, I don't know how much of a driver he is. I don't know how much of a primary scorer he can be. Uh, we saw him struggle a lot in the NBA Finals, and I don't think that's necessarily indicative of how he plays overall. It was concerning to see him struggle in that setting. I mean, Golden State wins that series if Harrison Barnes can hit a shot. Uh, that, it's, that's, that's just the plain truth. That's just being completely frank. Uh, he was really bad in the NBA Finals, but he's had his moments too throughout the years. He's not a bad player by any stretch, uh, but that's going to be a, a huge gamble for the Magic. And essentially, this is kind of the gamble they made with Serge Ibaka, too. They're trying to get a player who hasn't quite performed at a star level yet to come to Orlando and say, we're going to give you the opportunity to perform at a star level. Uh, they, they, some, may, some may ask this question, then why didn't they keep Victor Oladipo, he's cheaper, and that's the same question they're asking. And yes, I think, I think that's a fair argument, and I think that's probably the right argument to make as to why this deal for Victor Oladipo was the deal they finally executed. Like I said, I think, Serge, like I said, I think in Friday's episode, Serge Ibaka has an elite, defense, an elite defensive skill, something that very few NBA players have, and I think that was worth taking the gamble on with Oladipo and certainly taking the gamble that Ibaka can return to a certain production level or maybe even surpass it in a larger role without Russell Westbrook and without um, Kevin Durant in the fold. Uh, so certainly a fair question to ask. Um, but these are the kind of players the Magic have to go after because they're not getting Kevin Durant. They're not getting LeBron James. They're not getting those players. They're, they're too far away from winning. There's too many questions. And so... With this free agency, they're essentially going to have to take a, a little bit of a risk. 
There's not going to be a sure thing to do here. There's no sure thing that if they kept Oladipo, they'd be able to get one of these guys to support the lineup or to, to bring in another big-name free agent as a center. Like we've, like we've kind of said and like we've kind of alluded to, this is not the best free agent class in the world. Uh, you look at some of the other small forwards that are available that, that fit what the Magic need. And for now, I'm going to assume uh, Mario Hazonia is going to be playing the backup three. He could certainly play some backup two, so I'll go through some backup options as well. Um, I'm not, I, I've heard talked to some people who have thought that Joe Johnson might be a good idea. I don't think it would be a bad idea, but obviously you're limited by him, by his age, uh, by kind of the way he plays too. Uh, he certainly makes you respectable. You have to respect his offensive game. And if you put enough shooters around him, you put enough players around him, uh, he can he can help help the team grow a little bit. I, I don't think it's a bad idea to bring in a veteran like Joe Johnson or even a Luol Dang, although I don't think Dang quite stirs, stirs the drink, so to speak, in the same way that, that Johnson might still be able to. But again, I think this is a desperation move. This is a, there's no one else out there. We need to fill the spot. We need to have someone in our locker room that can, that can score, that can kind of lead by example, and isn't going to be against taking a step back when we want our leaders to lead, when we want our designated guys to lead. And Joe Johnson, I think, fits that, fits that mold. Uh, he can certainly come a little bit cheaper, too, if you have to sign him to a second year, because I think a lot of what the Magic are going to do this summer is going to be trying to set themselves up for next summer when the free agent class is a little bit deeper and a lot more diverse. And if they can make the playoffs, then, playoffs this year, then they can make a run for a big-name free agent next year. And that might be what a lot of this summer becomes. And so a signing like Joe Johnson would hint that they're thinking, they're thinking small and short-term to get a bigger long-term game next year uh, when they feel like they've they progressed a little bit or when there's a new GM in town. Uh, another nice player I think that could be good you know, in, in more of a supporting role or maybe even off the bench is Jeff Green, a Los Angeles Clippers forward. You know, he's kind of been a mystery throughout his career, but he's, he's liable for, for big games uh, when given the opportunity. Uh, there, there's, 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 a lot of the, there's, there's a lot of guys like that, like Brandon Rush, Nice young players, had some injury issues, but is a decent shooter, can still play a little bit, hasn't really gotten a huge opportunity uh, in Golden State. Uh, Marvin Williams is a guy that I would really maybe like as a, as a potential starter. Made $7 million last year for the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, good shooter, good, uh, a decent enough shooter, good defender. Really would fit the mentality the Magic want, just not a guy that, that's, again, I, I'm using the Reggie Jackson. You know, I'm the, I'm the straw that stirs the drink. He's not really that kind of a player. Uh, so you wonder if he can take that step up or if the Magic would have enough offense if you bring in a guy like him um, and re-sign Evan Fournier. Uh, a guy, and I should have mentioned him earlier with the Max guys, Nicholas Batum. I, I don't think he's going to come to Orlando, uh, but Nicholas Batum would, would really fit well with what the Magic want. He's going to get a Max contract. He's a kind of playmaker distributor from the small forward position. Uh, not a bad shooter. Bad shooter, obviously, but he's, he's someone that can initiate offense and, and kind of get things going and, and is liable to have big games. Uh, him and Ibaka are still kind of unproven as leaders, but a lot of people credit Charlotte's transformation to what Nicholas Batum was able to do, getting Kemba Walker off the ball. Obviously wouldn't be the same kind of situation in Orlando, but would be a really, really good high you know, talent uh, addition, can play, some, can play defense, so I think he fits what Frank Vogel wants to do. Uh, on that end, it's clear the Magic are going to have a defensive focus in this in this free agency uh, and with this team. And so, bringing guys that can play defense and contribute on both sides of the ball um, is obviously going to be going to be very good. But when you you know you're getting pretty deep into the small forward field, that's about it. You know, you get Batum, Par you know, Batum, Parsons, and Barnes are your three big fish 
for small forwards outside of Durant and LeBron. Um, you know, if you strike out on those guys, where do you go? You know, do do you go? Do you sign Joe Johnson short term? Do you uh, go after a guy like Jeff Green who who can do some things but but has struggled consist with consistency? You know, what kind of contracts do you give these guys? Do you play Evan Fournier at the three and bring in a backup like a Brandon Rush or or find someone else that can that could scale up or scale down to to the small forward position, or stick with Mario Azonia as your backup three? There are a lot of questions about about this team and about this position, uh, and it'll be interesting to see where the Magic go uh, with this this group. Um, it's just not a very deep position on the wing, and and this is I think where the Magic need the most help. Uh, the Oladipo Fournier pairing wasn't bad offensively and and you know they were able to do some things defensively too but it was also clear that that group didn't quite work well together long term either and that it wasn't going to be something that could work i i don't like the idea of fournier playing the small forward i don't like the idea of gordon playing small forward and so i think for the magic to have a successful summer they've got to nail this position they've got to nail it down uh does that mean you take the risk on a harrison barnes does that mean you take the risk on a chandler parsons you know, do you, you know, do you make the – is your first phone call at 12.01 on, on Friday night, Friday morning, Nicholas Batum? I, I, think, I think that's probably one of the first calls you make if you're Rob Hennigan. Uh, this is an important position. This is something the Magic have to, have to nail down, and there's just not a lot of options. And, and I think that's the, the fair and right frustration of the Magic going after free agency uh, at this time and with this roster. There's, there's the options – just seem very, very, very limited. Uh, and so that's going to be our free agent focus for, t- for today uh, on the small forward position. I'll have a little bit more on this up on the, on the website on orlandomagicdaily.com later on in the day. I'm, I'm a little bit off to a slow start, so I apologize uh, that, that there isn't a ton of content up there this morning. I, I also have um, a Q&A about Serge Ibaka from uh, Welcome, to, Welcome to Loud City as well. Uh, answering some questions that that I, that I had about about Abaca, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, very very near. You're probably listening to this on, on that on that page. But the next thing I want I want to chat a little bit about is what the cap effect of the Serge Ibaka deal is, uh, because the Magic entered free agency with a lot of cap room, and, and they still have a lot of cap room. But some of it was carved out already by cap holds and by various machinations of the of the cap. Uh, and I estimated the Magic had around $40 million to spend uh, in free agency. That, that was including Evan Fournier's cap hold. Uh, that included the draft pick that the Magic had, and that was based on a $92 million cap. Um, and also, you know, that included Oladipo, obviously. And so I, now that the Magic did this trade, I wanted to turn back and, and look at what the, what the cap effect of this deal is. Do the Magic still have that cap and the answer, the short answer to that question is, is yes. That this deal cut a little bit into the Magic's cap room. I think I estimated that it was about two to three million dollars less of cap room uh, than the Magic had, or it was four to five. Something. It was like four to five million dollars, but it ends up being two to three million dollars because the cap actually is going to jump to ninety-four, not ninety-two million dollars. So the Magic still have a little bit less than forty million dollars of cap room to spend. This includes Evan Fournier's cap hold, so it's not his final contract. The Magic can go over the cap to re-sign Evan Fournier. So it's not a huge deal getting him back, depending on the timing of things. If someone comes in, gives him an offer sheet, and he signs that offer sheet before the Magic 
make their free agent moves, then they're in trouble. Then they are in definite trouble as far as free agency because Fournier, I'm projecting he's going to make somewhere between 15 and $20 million. So let's say he gets on the high side and signs a $20 million a year offer sheet with someone, and the Magic have three days to match. If they decide to match him, that means $20 million of that roughly 40 is gone. And they don't have enough cap room to sign a max guy. As things stand, the Magic have enough cap room to sign a lower, t- a mid-tier max guy. So someone with, with one to, t- to nine years of service in the league and still have room to go after other players and still have room to, to fill out the roster a little bit. And so a lot of this summer, to be frank, is going to be based on when the Magic deal with Evan Fournier. I think trading away Victor Oladipo is a pretty clear sign they want to re-sign him. So if that's the case, they're going to be negotiating with him pretty early on to get a deal done, have it agreed to but not signed until they finish the rest of their deals in free agency. And I'm sure they're telling him that. We want you to back. We want to get this done. We have to figure out some other things first. And so we, we're going to agree, we can agree to a contract, but we're not going to sign it until these other deals are done first. This is how essentially San Antonio got, had the cap room to sign LaMarcus Aldridge. They waited to re-sign Kawhi Leonard, who was still coming on his rookie deal, until after they signed LaMarcus Aldridge. This is what Detroit was doing with Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond is technically a free agent. They've already agreed to a deal. He's signing the max, but Detroit said... It's smarter for us to wait to sign that max until after the season ends uh, so that we can go get free agents. And essentially then, before this was all before the Tobias Harris deal, essentially they decided Tobias Harris is our free agent and they, they used their, cap, their expiring contracts to acquire him. So the cap effect of this deal is, is relatively small. The Magic took on a little bit more money than they were already spending uh, at this point. Obviously, they'll spend a little bit more as the summer goes on, but they took on a little bit more money than they had before in this deal, but not a significant amount. They can still go out and do all the things they want to do as far as freedom. Going after a, 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 mid, a mid-tier max guy, uh, and by mid-tier, I mean experience. So, so uh, it's, I think, six to, ten, six to nine years uh, six to ten years of service, um, you're, you get a mid-tier max, which comes in at around like $23, $24, 25000000 million a year. Um, they still have that capability. Uh, so this doesn't affect their plans. It adds a little bit of money, puts a little bit more of a squeeze, but uh, they essentially traded Oladipo for traded Oladipo, someone that they weren't going to use anyway, and, and a draft pick for, uh, for a player that... Uh, has that elite skill, like I said, and, and is going to uh, kind of clear some room, you know, keep some room for them to, to add more guys. Um, they still have some of the most cap room in the league, not the most, though. Um, they can still find a way to squeeze out enough cap room to sign two max guys. Uh, in order to do that, they'd have to renounce Evan Fournier, renounce Dwayne Dedman, renounce Andrew Nicholson, announce, renounce all their free agents, and, and clear those cap holds. Uh, so that, that option is still very much on the table. But and, and this will be the last segment of the show, the big question we have is what comes next for the Magic. And I think it's clear, you know, in discussing what we discussed, or what I discussed earlier in the small forwards, that, that they've got to be aggressive going after Max guys. Um, they've got to find ways to fill this roster. And, you know, I think the big debate that's going to come with this 
with this uh, whole thing is do the Magic have enough to attract the big-name free agent? Can they fill all these holes that we plainly see on the roster right now? Um, that part is still very, very uncertain. Uh, it was a huge risk trading for Serge Ibaka. But I don't think the task changes any for the Magic. They always needed to hit on free agency to, to, to reach the playoffs in 2017. They always needed to make this free agency count, to, to make the Tobias Harris trade work. They needed to hit free agency. They needed to use this cap room for something good. To make this Victor Oladipo deal work, they need a team that Serge Ibaka can succeed on. Um, they need a team that can make the playoffs. They need to use this freedom that they had to, to do it. Essentially, they've traded Tobias Harris and Victor Oladipo for Serge Ibaka and Capram. And so the effect of both of those trades comes down to whether the Magic use that Capram effectively. If they exit this free agency with very little, and I think it's still very possible that they think small. As I mentioned, signing Joe Johnson would not be ideal. I think a lot of fans would be upset about it. But in reality he does fill a need the Magic have. The magic have, And as long as the deal's not crazy, it, it helps them stay afloat. It helps them still move toward achieving their goal of making the playoffs in 2017. Now, is that enough? Is that enough for this team to do? Should they be doing more? And the answer to that is yes, they should be. And if they can't do more, that raises big questions about Rob Hennigan and about whether they were right to trade Tobias Harris, whether they were right to trade Victor Oladipo, whether impatience finally got the better of this team and they pushed their chips in and, and crapped out. And I used two different gambling analogies there, and I apologize. They're rolling the dice here, no doubt about it. And there's a very real chance that they, that they miss, that they flub this up, and that we're going to be talking about something completely different next year. And so uh, there, there, there are big questions. And so what comes next for the Magic is making sure they nail this free agency. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be a free agent, to be frank. They could swing Nikola Vucevic, swing this cap room into other assets and other players. They've got to hit this offseason. They've got to use that cap room. They don't have to use the cap room on free agency. They can use it on trades. So if they can find a trade that really works for them, that, that gives them and fills that need, then this, this whole thing works. If Aaron Gordon and Mario Azonia are truly ready to start, if they're ready to become revelations in this league, then this whole thing works. But the Magic need a lot to fall into place right now. And it's clear that there are some impatience, and, that, and it's clear that they were ready to try and force some things with Serge Ibaka as their, as their starting center. And so now the question becomes, can they execute this next part of the plan? And if they can't, what happens? Do heads roll? And where does the franchise go from here? So very, very big summer. Obviously, we're, we're just going to get into the free agency focus uh, right now uh, on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. So be on the lookout. Um, today is, today is going to be a little bit late. Uh, I had bad internet on Sunday, uh, so I wasn't able to write it. But I'll be writing it uh, throughout the day today and hopefully have it up by the end of the day. Uh, just a quick recap of what I talked about on the on the free agency focus this and the first segment, talking about the small forwards available. Tomorrow will be another position. Um, I think I'm going to be doing 
uh, shooting guards tomorrow. Shooting guards are point guards tomorrow. Um, so, you know, we're not all focused on small forwards here. Don't worry about it. Uh, be sure to listen every day to the Locked On Magic podcast. I've been putting it in all of the stories on OrlandoMagicDaily.com, so you can certainly listen and read about what I'm talking about there. Uh, you can also find us on Audioboom. If you go to Audioboom.com, search Locked On Magic Podcast, you'll find the link to our RSS feed. You'll find the link to our iTunes feed. Uh, I am currently working on getting us on iTunes. Uh, if you search Locked On Magic Podcast, it's not linked to iTunes yet. Uh, if you search Orlando Magic Daily Podcast, uh, you should be able to find us uh, pretty soon. Um, I, I sent in the link to get that fixed. Uh, so I apologize for the delay on getting us up on iTunes. I know that's that's something everyone wants. I want it too. It's easier for all of us. And hopefully you'll be getting the Locked On Magic Podcast into your Orlando Magic Daily Podcast feed um, as it occurs, as it happens. Uh, so, you know, we'll see what ha- we'll see what, what happens what happens there. Um, so just bear with me. Uh, but this is week two of the Lockdown Magic podcast. So there's still some hiccups to work out. Um, I've gotten some good response. So thank you everyone for listening. Thank you everyone for, for the kind words about it. I'm really excited and happy to be doing this. Uh, and uh, it's, it's working out so far. And so tomorrow I'm hoping to do a mini mailbag segment. So if you have a question for me, uh, send, send me a question uh, locked on with the hashtag Lockdown Magic. Uh, and I will uh, try and answer a question in, in a mini mailbag tomorrow during our during our last segment of the show. Uh, so I, I want to get some more interactivity and hopefully do that um, at least once a week where I'm answering some question that 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 you guys have. So I'm just not talking about questions that I have and that I'm thinking about as well. Uh, so with that, I'm going to close the show. Uh, thank you everyone for listening to the Locked On Magic podcast. My name is Phil Prosman Reich. You can follow me at OmagicDaily and check us out on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. I'll see you tomorrow for the next episode.